The chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the Wicked Quick Sports Betting Podcast. I am Jimmy Brown, and I am ready for this Wednesday. And while some call it Hump Day, here at the Chasing Ball Game Podcast, we call it Hoops Day because the podcast is not only all about basketball on Wednesday, but it's fueled by the chasers, which means we take all the information that we find online, all the people we share great information, not only on basketball, but on sports betting, and we put it here right on this one great podcast that we make as quick as possible so you can get on to your busy day. I appreciate all the chasers who have chimed in, and if you want to be a chaser too, all you got to do is follow me on social media and share some information. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook, at Chasing Ball Game, and just join in on the fun, and I'll put you right here on the show each and every time. Here's the quick rundown for today, and with all due respect to Major League Baseball, because you know I'm going to be talking about betting on baseball, college football, and the NFL. The Wednesday show is all about basketball, and man, we are loaded. It starts with college hoops. It's time once again to keep picking apart the teams that could make some noise in the brackets once they're loaded for March. I also focus on the college basketball betting consensus and why, now more than ever, the consensus should be a tool that you use. And of course, I'm going to add another pick against the spread for tonight for you to consider. And then we bounce on over to the NBA with betting the buckets, the NBA segment that has everything that you need to know when it comes to pro hoops and what you need to definitely know before the All-Star break, which includes, of course, beyond the box score. I'm going to break down that Toronto Raptors trade, tell you what I really think about it. I've got a counter crunch and, of course, a pick against the spread in the Association for Hoops Day. Chasing ball game, blazing quick with more than one pick, and let's go. And we're going right to college basketball. Can you feel it? The excitement is starting to build each and every night in college basketball. It seems like every night there's an overtime game. It seems like every night there's an upset, and, and it, every game is just more and more important. And look, I, the sport itself seems like it's getting more exciting. Is this true? Maybe not, but it sure is fun to watch, and, and that's where the consensus comes in. For those of you that don't know, for a while now, the sports betting consensus has been a popular betting tool. Basically, what you do is find out who the public is on and, and bet the opposite. I've used it in a lot of sports. Some sports I don't use it at all. But here's one thing I will tell you. It, it, it's not a single play kind of tool. In other words, you just don't look who the public is going on and, and go opposite. It just doesn't work that way. It's got to be a part of your arsenal. It's got to be a part of something you can use. But I will tell you in college basketball, I actually think it's more vital than ever now. Think about it. If you were going to fade the public by using a college basketball consensus uh, site or a tool, and there's plenty out there to choose from, now, at least when it gets closer to March and the brackets are being filled and you get more betting action on college basketball, those tools are going to be more important, right? I mean, think about it. During football season, you probably don't get as much action on college basketball as you do during the tournament. In fact, you could argue that all the action or the majority of the action that you get on college basketball during football is smart players or sharp players or people that really know college basketball, where when football is over and we start heading towards that tournament, you're going to get everybody who likes to bet on brackets, everybody who likes to chime in on college basketball or just the bandwagon people who jump on board, they're going to be betting. Therefore, in my opinion, those consensus numbers have a little bit more value, so that's something to consider as we get closer to March. And as we get closer to March, you also want to consider teams that you may want to bet on. And look, it's easy to talk about the teams that can win it all because 
unless there's a monumental upset, it will be a team that is most likely getting a lot of attention, a team that is in the top 10 or 15 or whatever it may be. But I'm going to do one better. Not only am I going to talk about a team that can make a run in the tournament, but I'm going to talk about a team that could give you back some profit in the last few weeks of college hoops, whether it's the regular season or the college uh, basketball conference tournaments. They could kind of pay you back before you get in the tournament, kind of build that bankroll. And that's why I'm looking at bubble teams. Now, look, for those of you who don't know, and I imagine if you're listening to this show, you know a bubble team is a team that's on the brink. And most people consider a bubble team that is a team that's on the brink of making the tournament. That's not always true. Sometimes it's a team that's on the brink of getting a certain seed. Seeds are very important in the tournament. I talked about in the last podcast, uh, seeding and how important it is from where you play. And by the way, if you didn't listen to that last segment, please go back. We're archived to Blog Talk Radio and iTunes because I really thought um, I had some vital information that you want to know that will help you out when picking a winner before the brackets are announced. But for today, I'm going to focus on the Big Ten. This is a conference that's having a down season. So in my opinion, Wisconsin's the only team that is destined to make the big dance. Other teams are worth a watch. And look, one of the most notable teams, Northwestern. I've been talking about Northwestern for a while, so if you've been listening to the podcast. You hear about Northwestern all the time from me. They're going to make the dance. Look, I, really, truth be told, I, I really think the PR department or ESPN or whoever deserves the credit uh, for Northwestern being a big story should really get a lot more attention because basically the news that Northwestern has never made the dance has made them a popular team or a favorite to make the dance. Plus, they have some big wins. I'm not going to take it away from them. They beat um, Ohio State, Wisconsin recently, and that's a huge win to me, and that's the one that sealed their uh, invite to this big dance. But they have lost some ugly games too against Illinois and, and other teams. Look, I'm not going to focus on them. Because I think they're in. I want teams that are close, but maybe not in. And right now in the Big Ten, I want to look at Minnesota. They're on a three-game winning streak. But those three games that they won were not against very impressive teams. Uh, You could argue back and forth. And hit me up on Twitter if you want to do that. I love arguments too. But they're going to face many teams in the next few weeks that include big, big games. Maryland and Wisconsin, where they know that if they can get a win against those teams, or even both of them, they're going to be in the tournament. So those are big wins. I think you're going to get some value for a team that's winning and playing with a little bit of confidence. So Minnesota will be will be a team that we will be watching as we get closer and finish up this stretch. Now, on to my pick for tonight. Give me Seton Hall plus one over Creighton. Seton Hall is another team on the bubble. And look, I talked about how how good bubble teams have to be. And when you lose, by the way, to a team, Seton Hall just lost to St. John's, not taking anything away from St. John's, but it did not help Seton Hall's cause when they're trying to get into the tournament. But they have a chance to fix it. They have a big homestand coming up. It starts with the game against Creighton. Then they have Villanova, who, oh, by the way, is number two in the country. And, of course, they have Xavier. Seton Hall, what I love about them is they're great at cleaning the boards. They can rebound. How about sixth in rebounds at 413 Per game, not only that, but the Pirates are 15 and five against the spread in the last 20 games, following an against the spread loss. To me, they were looking forward to this homestand. They were looking forward to this set of games. That's why they dropped the bunny against St. John's. They rebound in a big way, pun intended. I think they get the win, and I think they are a team to play as my college basketball play of the night. For Wednesday. But now let's get on the NBA and let's get on to betting the buckets. Betting the buckets is brought to you by mybookie.ag. 
if you're going to be betting on basketball, not only in March, but in any month, you have to have an account with mybookie.ag. They are a professional sports book that will take care of all your needs, whether you're a veteran or you're new to betting. They got you. They'll take care of you. Sign up right now. Use the promo code CHASER. Tell them you listen to this podcast and that you're a chaser. You will get an exclusive 100% bonus that is worth up to $3,000 to bet on sports, most notably basketball or whatever you want to use it for. Sign up. I use them. I wouldn't recommend if I didn't. I think you'll like them too. But now let's get to the NBA, and I want to talk about that Raptors trade. If you don't know, the Magic and the Raptors have agreed on a trade to send Serge Ibaka to Toronto. Big deal. In return, Orlando's going to get 26-year-old wingman Terrence Ross, uh, Ross, excuse me, and they're also going to get a first-round pick from Toronto. Look, Ibaka is good. I like Serge Ibaka. Truth be told, I, I I like what he does. I like what he brings to Toronto. The problem is. He's in the final year of his contract. So what's that say to me? It doesn't mean he's not going to play hard, but I really think the Toronto Raptors are a very desperate team, and I talked about this in my last podcast. I think the last loss they had kind of sent a message. They're not winning games. They're not winning games at home. Kyle Lowry is not happy. Not only is he not happy, but he's making it public, which is something you don't want to see one of your better players do. So I think you see a very, very desperate Toronto team. Do I think this is a good trade? Sure, I think it helps them out. Do I think it makes them better in Cleveland? No. I'm not even sure if it makes them better than Washington or Boston, but it does show that management is trying. I really think it's more of a desperate act, and I really want to watch this team very closely because if they don't have a good transition to bringing him on board, and I'm talking about after the break, this is a team that could tank and tank hard in the second half of the NBA season, so we'll keep an eye on that. Speaking of keep an eye on that, let's go beyond the box score and look at one game, and there's one game alone that when I watched it, I had to talk about in that game simply is the game of the Hornets and their ugly loss to the Sixers. They were nine-point chalk, nine-point favorites, and of course I took them. I gave them out as my pick, and they bombed. So why do I want to talk about them? Well, first, because I did pick them. And if I'm going to take credit for my wins, I sure as hell am going to take credit for my losses. But secondly, the Hornets guaranteed a win against the Sixers. Guaranteed a win. They came out and guaranteed a win. And what they do, not only did they not win, but they lost. They were nine-point favorites and lost. Am I bitter? Damn right I am. Think about this. Joel Embiid, he didn't play. Jaleel Okafor, he didn't travel with the team. So the Hornets could not beat a team... That was without their main players. But in reality, when I took a took a step back, took a deep breath, and looked at the Sixers, I said, you know what? Good on them. Very young team. And they really used that guarantee as motivation. And they played great. The Hornets, on the other hand, they're self-destructing. They're horrible. First of all, they continue to struggle without Cody Zeller. Right? They need Zoe. They need him. They need Cody Zeller. I know it sounds funny to say a team needs Cody Zeller, but they do. They traded away Roy Hibbert, Spencer Hawes. They got Miles Plumley. Plumley's—he's not good. He's not good. So they have no size, none. So with no size, not only they can't rebound, they can't do pick and rolls, they can't run screens, they can't do anything. And these are quotes, basically. I'm paraphrasing, mind you. But these are the Hornets players who are saying exactly what I'm saying. They don't have any size. You want proof? 76ers 
controlled the boards. They out-rebounded the Hornets 51-33. Hornets are in trouble. Sixers, good on you. They had one of the best seasons. If you bet on them throughout the years and got your ass whooped, you're finally making your money back because they're finally paying off the betting window. Good for them. Let's go to the calendar crunch. Take a look at the schedule. Again, the All-Star break is here. You have to know that. Take some time off. I keep saying this every week. Take a break for the NBA. Do what you got to do. Jump into college basketball. I'm going to talk about the All-Star break coming up later in the week, so make sure you tune in for that. Props, plays, how teams handle it, the whole nine. But with only a few nights left, there's not many crunches. Two teams, and I've talked about them all week long. The Celtics, they play three games, four nights heading into the break, back-to-back against the Sixers and the Bulls. The Pacers play three games of four nights, which is the end of a five-game and seven nights heading into the break. And, oh, by the way, they're not playing, like, weak teams. How about a back-to-back with the Cavaliers and the Wizards? The Pacers could be a fade on the way out. But let's get to the pick. Forget the Hornets. I'm past that now. Tonight, I'm on the Atlanta Hawks, plus 2.5 against the Clippers. What I really like is the Hawks came out. Hawks president coach Mike Budhoser, he came out and said, we're not going to trade Paul Millsap. Players will never say that the trade deadline and all that news gets to them, but it does. I've seen it. I've seen players react negative to that kind of energy, so I think it's a big deal. Look, no matter what players say, it really does weigh heavy on them. They need him. Millsap's averaging a career-best 18 points to go with eight rebounds, three assists per game. If they do trade him, God bless the team that gets him because he's good. I'd take him any minute. Um, but the Hawks, they're, they're not only winning and not only playing well with Millsap, had a huge win. 12-0 run to end overtime the win against the Blazers. More importantly, they won at the free throw line, which is what you want to see a team do, especially when you're betting on them. The Hawks are also scoring points, and they thrive when they do. How about Atlanta being 28-7 when scoring 100 or more points? They've topped 100 points in three straight games. They're going to top it again against the Clippers. Clippers 9-19 and in the last 28 against the Eastern Conference. They don't get up for games against the East. And the Hawks, 6-2 and two against spread last eight meetings in L.A. They play up for this game. They play well against the Clippers. Give me the Hawks is my pick against the spread for Wednesday night in the NBA. That will do it for betting the ball for betting the buckets, and that will also do it for chasing ball game. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. I know you only have a limited amount of time and plenty of podcasts to choose. So I'm glad you chose us. You can find us Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. Join the fun. Become a chaser. I use your information right here in the show, and I like to give credit where credit is due. If you have information, you have a team that you like. You just have anything you want to share. Hit me up. Contact me on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game, and I will share your stuff right here, just like the latest chasers who have followed me or shared information like MJ Truck Nation, Megan Garcia, and Red Sox Life. Thanks for jumping on board, and welcome to the chase because it's all about you, the sports fans, and the sports betting fans because together we're building an incredible community. Come back on Thursday. I'm going to bring back betting on baseball with some betting numbers that you do not want to miss. Of course, we head back to the off-season gridiron, and we finally talk prop bets in the 2017 NFL Draft. And, of course, basketball's back. I'm going to have college basketball. I'm going to have the NBA with, of course, another betting the buckets. But until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing.